welcome. This is the Mortgage Lady. I bring you news, information, tips on everything you need to know about your money, actually. So not just mortgages, but I do have guest experts on the show as well. Today, we're talking about how to save money for college, which is very important. I know that's on the minds of a lot of parents out there. And I'm sitting down with Margaret Rainey, who is an educational coach who advocates for parents and children, not only in in the educational realm, but also in the financial one. Hi, Margaret. Thank Hi, you. Neely. Thank you so much for being on the show today. It's a pleasure. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So let's just jump in and get started. I know this is on the minds of many families, many kids. They don't want to get into the student loan debt problem. So what do you have to offer? Give us a, a little explanation of what they can do and some tips that they should be following. Sure. Well, you know, I sit down with a lot of people, different ages, and one of the huge difficulties that they experience today is dealing with the debt associated with their student loan and trying to pay that off somehow, trying to qualify to buy a home, and it all just sits on their credit report and they don't know how to get rid of it. That's right. It's a big issue today. Yes, it really is. And um, people don't realize it. It just kind of sits there and they're paying on it, but they don't really realize how big an issue it actually is. Um, student loans uh, is almost worse than a credit card debt because it's exempt from bankruptcy. You can't include it. Um, it just can't go away. <laughs> it affects your ability to borrow money. If you're, you know, you know, Neely, when you're we're purchasing a home. Absolutely. It goes on your debt to income ratio. Correct. And, um, and if you refinance that, um, student loan debt when you're married, uh, you went to college, you have your debt, and then you get married, and then you refinance that debt to kind of consolidate it. Maybe you've got a couple of different loans out there. All of a sudden, it becomes community property debt. Mm -hmm. And if something happens to you, your spouse inherits that debt. Mm -hmm. So um, it really is a, a kind of loan that just kind of hangs on there. Um, some college loans, um, people have not been able to make their monthly payment because they're just not earning that kind of a salary, you know, and uh, many of them require a thousand dollars a month and they have the ability to redo their loans so that they're paying on an income base, what they earn. And so that can be reduced that's right. to maybe a hundred or two hundred dollars a month in payments, mm -hmm. but what the borrower doesn't realize is that what they are not paying, and what they should be paying, is then being locked on to the principal of what they actually oh, owe at the back end. On the, the back end, so their student loan principal is actually going up and not down. Oh, so that's similar to the negative amortization loan. Yeah, it, yeah. it feels that way. Right. Yes. So when it comes to actually saving for college, some parents, there's no good or bad. Some parents think that, you know, kids should work their way through and, um, and borrow money just like they did. 
Uh, some, some parents um, would like to contribute something toward college, and some parents want to pay for all of it if money was not an issue. I wish I had that parent. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, so did I. <laughs> actually, when I did go to college, my parents actually could pay for it because it just wasn't as expensive as it is today. Now it's crazy. I know. It is very crazy. So when it does come to saving for college, there are several ways to accomplish that. And I always um, inform uh, my parents that saving for retirement is really the more important issue mm -hmm. simply because you're going to work your whole life at something. Mm -hmm. And when you're ready to retire, the government is not going to pat you on the back and tell you what a wonderful person you've been and wonderful person you've been. <laughs> and say, since you've been such a wonderful member of society, we're going to supply you with a retirement. That's not going to happen. So you feel you're from the school that a parents' retirement is important. Very important. I agree with that, too. I agree with that. And it's good to hear because a lot of parents are really stressing that's over college. That's correct. And the bottom line is that even though student loans, hopefully somehow it'll be changed. But um, there are a million ways, not a million ways, but there are a few ways that kids can go to college. But there is no way that you can retire unless you do it yourself. A very good point. So... Most parents would like to be able to contribute something toward college, and there are um, several ways to do that, and um, I'll kind of go over them briefly. Yes, please. When you are looking at putting money away for college, what's being advertised out there are 529 plans. Everybody has, you know, everybody says, oh, you have a 529. Well, it's catchy. <laughs> it's a catchy number. Yes. But that's not actually maybe where one should begin saving for college. Okay. So um, there are th actually three general ways to save. The first way is the very least restrictive. Okay. And that's to set up an UGMA or UTMA account for your child. And it's called a Uniform Gift to Minors. It can be set up either through um, your bank institution or financial institution. And um, it is the least restrictive because as long as the funds in that account are used for the benefit of the child, then that's okay. The expenditure could be clothes. It could be a computer. It could be books for school. It could be whatever it is, as long as the child is the, it gets the benefit of that money. The parent or whoever the adult is that sets that up is the custodian. And the custodian is uh, required to spend that money if needed. Um, for the benefit of the child. Now, that account then becomes the child's when they turn the age of 18. So, you know, you wanna make sure that you've told them you, maybe they, you don't want them to go out and buy that motorcycle when they're, right. <laughs> when they're 18 years old. Right. So, so that would be the least restrictive. Uh, it's, it's in the child's name, needs to be used for benefit of the child, and doesn't have to be for education per se. 
Um, the next one is the Coverdell, and that grows tax deferred. You have a limit, though, in terms of your contribution, and that's $2,000 a year. And it must be used for qualified education expenses. So it's more restrictive. You can use it from kindergarten through 12th grade um, and college expenses. And it must be used for that beneficiary. You can only have one account for that child. Some Your grandparent or somebody else can't open another Coverdell somewhere for that child. Um, the next one, the more restrictive is the 529 plan. Okay. And it must also be used for education, but can only be used for college. It, you, you're able to invest more money. So there's a, there's a couple of hundred thousand dollar limit uh, for that contribution level. And it can be used if that particular beneficiary, that child decides they're not going to college then you can transfer that beneficiary to siblings or relatives of that child or yourself if you want to go back to school. That was very informative. Thank you so much for being on the show. Is there anything else you want to add? Is there anything else that people should be thinking about? Well, there are a couple of other ways that, you know, college can be funded, mm -hmm. but it really is a personal um, issue and something that really has to be tailored to the individual needs and wants. So I'm happy to go over that, you know, on a one-on-one oh, -on -one basis. Great. Why don't you I'll give your contact information for our audience? It's Margaret Ranny and it's 310-720-1402. And I'd like to mention that lending rules have recently changed pertaining to student debt. And we have loan programs that work with student debt there are ways to get a loan approval that you may not know about. So you can always reach out to me for more information. Thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you for listening. And please check us out again. We usually podcast on Fridays on a weekly basis. This is The Mortgage Lady, Neely Nathan, and it's your money.